<laughs> That's the best one. It'll just never not be funny. No, <laughs> like you Art. said, it's a reverb. Welcome on into the Steamy Nook, a podcast about anything and everything. Welcome on in, everybody. Today, you're joined by Mike Cronin, aka Mike Concho, Majestic Steve, aka Lieutenant Dan, and Mike Ortiz, aka Big Dick on Little Man. Welcome on in, everybody. I got no legs. Lieutenant Dan, your um, legs. My name today is Titty Milk Thistle. What does that mean? <laughs> Thistle. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Thistle. Milk Thistle. So if you That's guys are like really just three, three of y'all today in the steamy nook, the nook's kind of empty a little bit. Uh, the other show hosts died. They got in a steamy sad. nook gangbang. It was a whole thing. It was real messy. Uh, they were locked into each other. It was wild, but they basically orgasmed until their hearts exploded. Um, but however, we're lucky enough to know. We, we know a guy. All right. You, you might know him. His name's Steven. Uh, Steven Strange. But uh, we're going to hit him up and bring him back to life. So it's all good. We're, we're, we'll be fine. They'll be back sometime next week. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. He's kind of occupied. Me- you don't mess with the timelines, man. I do take solace in that they died inside of each other. You know, that makes me feel better. You know, they weren't alone. They were definitely full of each other, but they weren't alone. Definitely not alone. Definitely not alone. <laughs> Very warm. It was nice. Mm. Speaking of things warm and nice, uh, Cronin, you want to talk about this little musical track that you actually sent everyone in our own little Discord we have. Um, I'll play it here, and then I want you to to discuss. Okay. So here, here it is. Like to talk shit all day, but you're gonna love it anyway. The steamy nook. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Great. Good so stuff. It, take yourself back to like 2004, 2005. You think that you know your favorite band in the world is gonna record a theme song for your podcast in 2022? I don't, I don't know what I would what i'd be thinking but yeah so dan uh dan did that for us and gave us a little shout out i gotta send you guys the rest of the video but um yeah dude it was so much fun and and uh i i definitely want to send it to you guys today to get you guys hyped up for tonight and and what we got going forward so yeah it's super cool man i was live streaming on twitch when i checked out discord and saw you had sent that and so i played it while i was live and i heard (laughs) dan start to sing and if you want to watch my actual genuine reaction to hearing <laughs> that shit, like it's it's there, it's recorded, it's on the VOD, it's on awesome. Twitch. That's awesome. Um, so if you, if you if you want to go back and find that, um, I'll try to sift through and, and make a clip of it because I can clip stuff. But um, I actually said something really similar to what you just said. I was yeah. like, imagine a band who had a really profound like impact on your life, and you made like a stupid side joke of a podcast as, as a joke to shoot this shit with some friends. <laughs> But like the lead singer of that band just made that real quick for you. What? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like I was so thrown off guard when I, when I heard that, like just, it was crazy. I was dying. I was at work and, and I, he sent it to me and yeah, it was just hilarious. And, and today on the uh, page, Avenue crew podcast, they had uh, comedian Bobby J Cox and he, he's a huge fan of them. Just like us. He was nerding out the whole time, which is super cool. And, and he mentioned, he's like, you know, it's like, 
if, if Led Zeppelin did something for your dad, you know what I mean? Like it was just, you know, it was so, so cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really neat. And he's excited about coming on with us sooner than later. We, I told him we're, we're getting our shit together and, you know, we, we, we definitely want to have him on here. And, um, I think the Josh episode was one of the best ones we had. So I'm looking forward to our, our, uh, our future guests for sure. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a couple of them lined up, I guess. Right. Yeah. We got to get the unicorn Ryan on here at some point. Man, that's, that's, I don't know. That's, that'd be crazy to get. We've already got the other two locked in. I mean, they're, they've already agreed to it, but (laughs) Ryan, who knows? You get, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's climbing the wood in the woods somewhere. We got to find him. What if we just like, what if we just gave him like a pair of headphones and a, and a burner cell phone and just, Hey, just talk into this, go climb your trees and whatever, but like, just use this and we'll, we'll talk for a little bit. I think it's the only way we're going to get him. We're going to have to trick him to think he's on, on Ninja Warrior or something, you know? Ooh. I don't better, know. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great idea. What if, like, we just pretend we're show execs, right? We're call, <laughs> calling up Ryan. Don't Hey, if you're listening, don't tell Ryan, all right? We call up Ryan. We're like, hey, listen, we thought you had a great, like, social media presence and a, and a great reach, and your episode did well, and, you know, we really like the whole band thing, whatever that thing is. Uh, how about we call you back in and we do another Ninja Warrior but then we fly him to Florida, right? It just turns out it's in your backyard, but it's like a little tiny little Ricky Deke Ninja Warrior course that we make. And we just have like a, a, a mini DV tape camera on a tripod and we go like, okay, this is the production. And like we tell him to go through it, but it's just like a regular kid's monkey, like monkey bar set. Yeah. I have in my neighborhood, we have like, we have like a jungle gym, you know, we'll just take him there. But then we allegedly chloroform him to sleep. And then we allegedly tie him up and throw him into a chair. And then we put a microphone in front of his face. And then when he comes to, we just, you know, we waft a little bit of like, I don't know, snowball come in front of his nose and we wake him <laughs> up a little bit. And then he comes to and we start interviewing Ryan. And I think that's the only possible way of uh, getting him into a chair. That's, that's, a, that's probably it. Yeah. Do you think that's too extensive or do you think we could just ask him like a couple of times to see what he says? I, mean, I think that's a solid, solid backup plan. Yeah. yeah. If he if says that, no, worst comes to worst, we can ask. Is that plan B or? He's not going to say no. He's just going to ghost us. You know. Yes. So if he ghosts us for too long, give him six months. Otherwise, we enact that plan. All right. So if he ghost signals us, we'll straight up get him. Yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, we brought y'all here today to talk about Marvel shit. I love Marvels. Marvels. Yeah, hey, I was di- I was doing kind of a, a a look back on Phase One. That's what we're going to talk about today, and. Phase one was awesome. Uh, you know, obviously they've been consistent throughout. How long has it been now? That was fourteen years ago, something like that. Phase one started, um, but yes, phase one was fun. Uh, so many good, so many good movies. We're gonna go through each one of them. Um, you know, before we get started on that, um, you guys caught up on Moon Knight episode five. No yes, spoilers. Sir. Yep. I can't wait till the last one comes out and we can do like a dive on it. Dude, it's like where? How are they gonna wrap that up in an hour? You know, it's like there's so much going on, and um, it's it's super dope, though. I mean, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are killing it. I I, I it's it's crazy because I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I never read anything yeah. about Moon Knight. I don't know where it's going, and I'm completely yeah. just lost in the dark on this one. So I I'm just like, how? What are they doing the next episode? What are they even gonna do? It's the last right. one, right? It's number six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and from what I understand, he's not tied to any type of long-term contract, so he doesn't have to come back. There's no plans for him to come back. So you know, unless they're just 
you know, pulling an Andrew Garfield, if it feels like this is going to be it for him in the, in the MCU, hopefully not. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so good. And, uh, and then, you know, Dr. Strange is late next week, which is super cool. I know we'll talk about that a little bit, probably next week. Um, that's going to be insane. Yeah. I'm really looking forward. Apparently, uh, there's a TV ad going on right now yeah. that apparently gives something pretty substantial away, uh, a cameo of some sort. Uh, so I've been staying away. Then again, yeah, I don't really, I, saw- I don't watch a lot of TV, uh, like live television. Yeah. So I think I'm okay, but it's the fact that there are people cutting, you know, cutting scenes out and, you know, posting stuff on Facebook saying, look what happens here. So, I mean, I don't use Facebook either, so I guess I'm okay. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that kind of go radio silent on, on you know, whether it's trailers or, um, I don't want to be spoiled, but I, I can't, I just can't dodge that stuff, you know, like, right. like a lot of people can. But yeah, um, I definitely won't say anything, I promise, but in the TV spot, there's potentially two two cameo um, leaks, and not leaks, I mean, it's obviously intentional, but uh, one we kind of knew about, and one we assumed was going to be there. Um, if you if you if you watch all the what if stuff, um, it's not going to be a huge surprise. But um, I thought it was awesome. You know that what if I didn't know what that was going to be, and it, it really feels like they're bringing some of that into it. Um, I dude, it's I'm I'm not quite as excited about Doctor Strange as I was Spider Man, but I think it's going to be right up there with it. Yeah, I mean it's it, for me like Spider Man. I was super hyped for. I didn't watch any trailers, nothing. Uh, this I watched the the well I kind of got forced into watching the the debut trailer for uh, Doctor Strange when Spider Man got over with, but right. you know other than that uh, the official release that they did I watched it but that's it I didn't really watch anything else uh, I've seen pictures you know things like that set pictures but nothing that gave anything away other than that I've definitely been staying away from it but yeah the full circle yeah. I'm excited about it. Look forward to it. So, growing up, you guys were you guys DC fans, Marvel fans. What what was your favorite thing growing up? For me, uh, it was DC on TV, and then Marvel okay. just definitely in, in theaters and in movies. I really didn't get into comics until I would say it was like 2018 is when I actually started going okay. to like a physical comic store. There was nice. one uh, around the block from where I used to live, so I would just walk to it. And every Wednesday, there'd be like new comics. And that's when I was finding myself getting actually into comics and reading more about stuff and just diving into the lore. But also, I'm just a big artwork nerd. So I was just collecting books for for art and just looking at all the artwork just because I wanted to like copy it and try to draw in the same fashions. But um, I would say DC for just TV as a kid, just because Smallville is like one of my absolute favorite shows in general. And it's just, if you're unfamiliar with Smallville, it's about Superman as a kid. Uh, it goes from his like freshman year of high school all the way through college and into his career as a, jur- as a journalist over about 10 seasons. And that's a show I got really sucked into. It was one of my favorite shows. Uh, and then like The Flash came out. And then, you know, there's Arrow. Um, there was like the failed Aquaman. They tried doing that, but that didn't hit so hard. Uh, but DC did okay with with some TV shows on the the CW. It was like Warner Brothers, but it became CW. But yeah, right. that that was that was a kind of my upbringing on it. Uh, there you go. That uh, cracks. Mine, nice, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, mine, mine's a little bit of both. Uh, I went mostly Marvel. My first comic book was 
oddly enough, I wish I still had it, uh, was when Iron Man basically snapped and just went on a drunken bender. And he like saw himself in the mirror like, oh my god, what have I become? And then turned his life around, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but as I got older, it was more of a DC guy. Uh, Batman, yeah. Batman especially. I love Batman. Uh, got into Robin. I like Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a comic run that they did a few years ago of, uh, speaking of comic books, uh, We Are Robin. It was like um, Batman had, had, had left, he died. And Robin's trying to start an uprising, and uh, Robin had uh, Nightwing, uh, Red Hood, things like that. And then, yeah. uh, but speaking of artwork, Ortiz, were, did you ever check out uh, the first run of Spider Gwen? No. You want to talk? It's it's kind of along the lines of the artwork from uh, the Spider Verse movie. Oh, nice. And the artwork in that, it, it's graffiti-esque. It's gorgeous artwork in that comic book, uh, that entire series. And then they canceled it, rebooted it, and then started it all over again with the exact same storyline, just different art. It was really weird. Uh, nice. Yeah, it was, I think, mostly it was Marvel. And then I've not let the DC movies that have come out as of late ruin anything of that sort. Uh, because I've actually enjoyed pretty much every movie that's come out. Cheesy terrible cgi whatever it is i still liked it yeah and and it, we'll get into it i'm with movies i'm i'm easy to please i mean I, I don't i don't judge them too harshly i mean some of them are throwaway movies some of them are something i would purchase and rewatch and you know we'll get into that in marvel most of the stuff in marvel is rewatched for me but you know growing up <clears throat> i was kind of thinking about it earlier it's like as a kid i didn't really differentiate i didn't know the difference you know i just knew comic book and, yeah. and cool stuff and, mm-hmm. and and you know it definitely didn't I didn't care whether it was Marvel or, or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think Marvel was always on the brain. You know, it's funny. I, I have the uh, complete collection, the first series of the, all the Marvel cards. That's kind of oh, how yeah. I got into Superhero was Marvel yes, cards. You know? Those were amazing. I would go down, you know, I, God, I had to be six or seven years old, eight years old, going down to Albertsons and, and picking up a pack of Marvel cards and, and just collecting that, trading them with my friends and, um, that was kind of, you know, obviously my intro to it. And then as I got older, um, you know, was it, uh, what was the comic book uh, magazine? Wizard. You go yeah. pick up Wizard and, and uh, um, that would kind of, you know, give you the lowdown on everything coming out. And, and you know, and, and again, I was reading comics, collecting comics, things like that. And uh, But ultimately, you know, when I think back through those times, like what do I remember about childhood is is really that um, – the Batman era of like of Neil Adams, you know the Neil Adams Batman. He's got the blue cowl. He's real kind of ripped, you know. Like, um, you know, that's kind of what I think about when I think of comics when I was a kid. Uh, I actually met Neil Adams. Uh, I got a, I have a few signed things by him. Um, kind of a dickhead, man. Like he was not cool, man. <laughs> like, like, like I don't know, man. Like I, I, I was kind of like maybe I misinterpreted that interaction. You know, when I walked away, because um, this was probably five six years ago. And I'm like, maybe I just didn't understand what he said. And, and then I kind of went online and, and he's kind of got a reputation, I think, of being a prick. So Ooh. I was like, oh, OK. It said at least, you know, but uh, again, you go back to his his work and he's um, he's got some definitive work. I mean, you know, he's just he's just awesome. You know, his artwork is awesome. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, you know. And then I remember, you know, really getting into the movies with Spider-Man 2002, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I said that kind of. I think for a lot of almost everybody kind of changed the game. Yeah, I definitely yeah. kicked it all off. 
yeah, it, it took it out of that cheesy realm and, um, you know, and as we're going to discuss, the more Marvel has to do with something and the less movie studios have to do with it, the better off things are. Um, DC knows that. Marvel knows that. Warner Brothers knows that. Everybody knows that, you know. Sony so, does it. Oh, Sony <laughs> has not figured that out shout yet. Out to, yeah. Shout out to Morbius. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Sony Sony still thinks they're, they can they can get, play with the big boys, but um, they just can't. You know, <laughs> Sony just stick stick to PlayStation. Yeah, got yep. this. They try. Just keep marketing. Keep marketing the Spider Man. Let everybody else just let Mar let Kevin Feige make the movies, and everything's gonna be great. You'll make a billion dollars for good. Yeah. Why would they mess with the recipe? Just like just pay for the dude who's doing it well, and then just like just right. sit back, like chill, relax. Right. Yep. Like, damn, y'all proud of it? Relax. Um, yeah. But okay. Well, let's let's dive into this. Let's let's talk. We're gonna. Dive into phase one, as Cronin mentioned earlier, and we're going to kind of break this into parts. So we'll do phase two, then we'll do phase three, and then four over the next few podcasts. And uh, so phase one, we're starting off with Iron Man 2008. And what I'll do is I'll read off like a synopsis. We'll talk about the Rotten Tomato score, earnings, cast, and then just kind of divulge and discuss. But uh, the movie info for this one is... A billionaire industrialist and genius inventor, Tony Stark, is conducting weapons tests overseas, but terrorists kidnap him to force him to build a devastating weapon. Instead, he builds an an armored suit and upends his captors. Returning to America, Stark refines the suit and uses it to combat crime and terrorism. Yay! So this came out in 2008, which is just, you know, a little bit after, you know, just only a couple of years after... You know, 2001, the events that have been on 9-11. And I think that's, that's I'm feeling like that's why there's a little bit of an influence of fighting terrorism, just a little bit. Right, yeah. Very, sure. very, very sure. American-esque. Uh, the runtime of this one's two hours, six minutes, and it grossed $318.3 million in the box office, which is pretty good for like a one-off first movie, like right. hot damn. Which would yeah. be a budget nowadays, but yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah, I said I remember this fondly. I, I I go back to this every once in a while. It's definitely my favorite Iron Man uh, out of that that trilogy. It, it was just so well done. Um, pretty predictable. I mean, you know, it's it, the storyline. It's like you kind of knew uh, who who was the the pup the you know the the puppet master and things like that. But um, it was a great movie. I mean, it really kicked things off. It was a great first century. Uh, I think we finally took superheroes seriously. You know, um, you know, I know Batman was rebooting around this time, but um yeah i said it was it was it was awesome i mean robert downey jr threw himself into this i I read a little bit about this movie he spent a lot of time with john favreau really kind of diving into the character and and getting getting the lore and really just developing this character to to make it a long-term um staple within the you know and they obviously they did it was it was crazy yeah and i should mention yeah it's directed by favreau uh which he also stars in it as happy hogan and then of course robert downey's uh iron man which it's confusing because I feel like uh, Iron Man is Robert Downey. I don't know. Uh, or vice versa. And then we've got Terrence Howard, who was uh, Rhodey or Rhodes. We've got Gwyneth Paltrow, who was Virginia Potts or Pepper Potts. Pepper. Then we've got Jeff Bridges, who was Obadiah. Obadiah. <laughs> and then we've got Sean Taub, uh, who was Yinsen, who was the gentleman in the cave who uh, he was trapped with. Yep. And we have uh, Farhan Tahir, who was Raza. The guy who basically held him captor, 
or who was the captain rather. But it's so funny because you look back at this movie and you're kind of like, oh, wow, this was like the first one. Like, I'm just looking back at photos and I'm realizing this was like the first one. This is like where it all started. This was like the very beginning of it all. But like, while I was watching it as a kid, because I, 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 I'll call myself a kid. This is 28, this is 2008, 2008. Like, I was just uh, turning 18 at this time. And like, I didn't expect there to be more to this. I just thought it's a really cool movie and it like, really influenced like my thoughts on, on filmmaking because I thought it was just awesome taking like this comic book into this movie and where it's at now. Um, but yeah, I had no idea that it was going to break into like multiple parts. I had no idea it was going to break into an entire universe with other superheroes <laughs> until the very end of this movie. Because yeah. at the very end, we had that little, that little first little, little spoiler at the very end mm-hmm. for, a, for an up and coming movie, which was really cool. Yep. Yeah, it was um, the start of the, hey, it's a Marvel movie. Sit through the credits. You you won't regret it. I didn't. I left. <laughs> Me either. I did. Because Most you know, people I did. did, yeah. I had no idea that it, there was going to be anything at the end. I The only reason why I knew there was something at the end of this one was just after the fact of people saying like, yo, mm-hmm. did you see at the very end of this? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. And funny enough, uh, I just, I'm seeing it right now. This one was made by Paramount Pictures. Paramount yep. made this one. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, Marvel hadn't really figured it out yet. You know, they were um, kind of taking creative control, but they were relying on the big studios to to distribute and market and uh, finance. You know, so um, I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. I think you know, with the Incredible Hulk, things things obviously change there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I was thinking about the post credit scene. Obviously, it couldn't. It, there's no way it was the first post credit scene ever, but this is kind of what started that trend. And I know if I go into any type of popular movie, I have to Google, is there a post credit yep. scene? Even yeah. if it's not Marvel, even if it's not a comic book movie, if it's, you know, just anything, I'm like, is there a post credit scene? Because one, I don't want to sit there if I don't have to. And two, it's like, I don't want to miss something again, you know, because there's been times where I've, I've, you know, I'm sure Iron Man and, and Incredible Hulk and things like that. I think I remember on the Incredible Hulk, I, I, I kind of learned from Iron Man was, hey, you got to stick around and, and see what what's there. You Do know, you think so. Marvel ruined that for all other movie studios? People just sticking around towards the end? Um, I'm sure that, you know, like the key grips and, and the gaffers like it, you know, they get to see that, you know, people are actually reading their names, you know, or, yeah. or, you know, but no, I don't know. You know, I, I think, yeah, there is an expectation and, um, um, you know, and, and it goes back to, you know, Sony doesn't know how to do it. Their, their post credit scenes are terrible. And, um, you know, and it's like, it depends on, you know, Marvel always kind of gives you, they generally will do two and one's lighthearted and, you know, just a kind of a good fan service thing and then they'll do something that's a little bit more um you know uh forecasting of of what they got coming and you know we talked about the the spider-man no way home i I think that had to be the first time they did like a a total trailer drop i think at the end of it i think they've generally done some sort of like you know loose tie-in they've mentioned something or like a hint or something yeah, yeah they've they've showed something but they straight up dropped the doctor strange trailer at the end they said here you go you know here's two minutes um and and I think they waited a week before they made it public, which was really cool. And and uh, but yeah, back to Iron Man. I mean, it's um, you know, it definitely was. They you know they they used kind of the sign of the times. We were um still in you know two, two places fighting a war in the Middle East. I mean, it, you know, it just it just kind of fit. And um, something cool about that was I read um, I read a lot of this on IMDb. I didn't I didn't fact check any of this, but uh, you know they um you know uh, they they planned on using the Mandarin for for Iron Man 1 and 2, which we obviously know they, they did it for 3. 
Yeah. Uh, but they kind of they didn't really want to um, lead off with the Mandarin and things like that, so they they did just t- change up the character a little bit. And uh, I think it was great. I think he was a great villain, and uh, you know, you kind of obviously come come to find out what, what his motivations are and things like that. And um, yeah, it was really kind of a great. It, it set up the Tony Stark character, his arc, and um, I loved it. It's I, like I his said, I still reactor. go back to it. His arc hey. reactor, yeah. Yeah, so I always go back to it. I mean, it's it's it's. I don't really. I think I've seen Iron Man two, maybe once or twice. I think I've seen the third one a few times, you know. But I've definitely seen the original one a bunch of times because it just you know it brings you back to the original stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, the first one's definitely something that I've watched multiple times. I can. It's yeah. something you can go back to and just you could you could catch it on TBS or something and just right. thoroughly be like, I know what's happening next. It's gonna sit here and yep. watch it. It could be fifteen minutes. It could be an hour and fifteen minutes. If you're if you're into this stuff, you're gonna sit there and watch it, regardless. Uh, but right. yeah, yeah, Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr., whatever you want to call him. Uh, it, there's there's no. I don't think there could have been a better person that played. No way, Tony yeah, Stark. No, nope. no way, no. Nope. And if was he filming the Sherlock Holmes movies in between these, or were they before or after? I just thought of this. Like, it just popped into feel, my head. I feel like they're in between. They're kind of the same time. I know he was fresh. So he was fresh off of Tropic Thunder, if you remember. Right. Um, and he Survive. brought in he brought in like the writer from Tropic Thunder to, to work on Iron Man two, and you know, so it was kind of right around that time. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was that. This was kind of his renaissance, and you know, he's he's awesome. And you know. I read a couple things, you know, not a whole lot of, of different casting choices. Obviously I, we've always heard the rumor that Tom Cruise right. uh, was in talks to play Tony Stark, which again, I think would have been awesome, but I don't know how long, I don't know if he would have stuck around for, you know, 15 years, you know, doing, doing different it, things. It would have, it would have cut into Scientology and his, <laughs> yeah, his yeah. time jumping out of airplanes onto motorcycles and then jumping mountains in the mission impossible movies. Right, right. So according to according to IMDb, uh, his 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 credits are reading like two thousand seven was Zodiac, which he was in. Good and movie. Then Vanity yep. Fair, Lucky You. Then he did Charlie Bartlett, and then it was Iron Man, and then he did a video game Iron Man, and then he has an uncredited scene in The Incredible Hulk, um, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about because that's coming up. Yeah, we'll get and there. And then yeah. and then Tropic Thunder. Okay. And then he did Sherlock Holmes, and then Iron Man okay. Two. So nice. he did he did Iron yeah. Man, Sherlock Holmes, Iron Man Two, and then Sherlock Holmes Part Two. Uh, okay. So it was kind of yeah. like a thing where you know, hey, we've got this Iron Man movie. We know you've got other commitments. Check this out. If it takes off, we'll see what happens. But if you're interested, we could take off with this damn thing, and. Uh, yeah. I mean, could I, could you imagine, like, say, had he, oh, like, <laughs> had he not wanted to do a second movie or maybe a third movie and just continue on from there? He he just wanted wanted two movies out of this entire thing because, I mean, I'm sure there was an idea, a projection of where they wanted to go with everything involving, you know, this Marvel universe that is now. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Do you could you imagine like would they have replaced him? Would they have just been like, eh, what are we gonna do? Okay, Iron Man's out. I mean, what do right. you guys think? No, I think they, you know, I'm sure they knew what they were doing. You know, they had a plan. Kevin Feige was, you know, uh, architecting this thing, 
and whoever they were going to decide, they were going to, they knew it was going to be kind of a long-term commitment because from what I understand, you know, when they lock you into these Marvel contracts, especially early on, it was like 10 movies, you know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was, it's a huge commitment. I know a lot of people either passed or had second, you know, or wasn't quite sure. Like Chris Evans talks about it openly. Like he, you know, he's like, I, I was very, um, I wasn't sure, you know, right, I wanted to commit yeah. to this. And, um, you know, I know, like I said, you know, the rumor was Tom Cruise, um, something else I found was was Hugh Jackman was kind of a cool. Uh, I never heard that before. Me either. And obviously, he I think he was still doing Wolverine. You know, he still do Wolverine relatively active in the time. Um, so that would have been interesting. I mean, I don't I don't see it. You know, what I mean, I mean, Hugh Jackman's wonderful, but um, I just don't see it. You know, I think and again, it's 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 hard not to see Robert Downey Jr. because he's kind of like Tony Stark anyway. You know, it's right? Like, exactly. Yeah, that that that, that you know that that really fun arrogance about him and. And if if my facts are correct, uh, he only made like half a million on this this movie, and and I'm sure we'll get into his salary, you know, down towards Endgame, and uh, he did he did quite well uh, going going forward. So I think if, he did um, fine. Yeah. He probably did I okay. Think, I think yeah. he made he's a couple. Yeah, by. He, yeah, he's definitely not looking for um, you know um, internet loans or anything, but uh, <laughs> pay, pay oh, what is it payday advances and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but. Um, no, and, and and um um yeah, I mean he he just killed it and um yeah. Cool. So, we'll talk about the next one up here. We have uh, the Incredible Hulk. So, this is the I want to say, I I could be wrong, so correct me if I am. This could be the only character in the whole like Marvel series that has changed actors so many times. So, we've got Edward Norton in the cast for this one. But then we have Lou Ferrigno, who actually did the voice of the Hulk when he's the Hulk. Yeah. And then we had Eric Bana. And then we have who we all know because they then stuck with him, um, Mark Ruffalo. Yep. So that's four people who who has played one character pretty much. But uh, to, to dive into details of The Incredible Hulk, came out in 2008. And uh, the audience score for this one was a 67% tomato meter and then 70% audience score. On wow. this one, so this one got a C. Uh, is, we're looking at it as grades. Is this one Norton or is it? So this one is yeah. Norton. This one's okay. Norton. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this sure. one is scientist Bruce Banner, Edward Norton, uh, desperately seeks a cure for the gamma radiation that contaminated his cells and turned him into the Hulk. Cut off from his true love Betty Ross, who's Liv Tyler, and forced to hide from his nemesis Jen or Gen. I don't know. Uh, Thunderbolt Gary. Ross, Gary Busey, <laughs> Thunderbolt Gary Ross, Busey. William Hurt, ba- uh, Banner soon comes face to face with a new threat, a supremely powerful enemy known as the Abomination, who was uh, Tim Roth. Yeah. And this one made $134.5 million, runtime an hour 52, and I think this one's the only Marvel movie I didn't see out of everything. I don't think I saw this one. Ever? Yeah, I don't think I saw this one. This one came oh, out. Wow. Okay. This wow. one was released by Universal, which yep. Um, yep. they own the original show. Uh, they own The yep. Incredible Hulk, and uh, I remember seeing it a bunch because I I used to work at NBC and Universal, and I was mm-hmm. in the studios department, and I I got to see a lot of the old stuff, and I thought it was really funny at the time because it was around the time uh, I would have seen a lot of this this Hulk stuff, and sure. I thought it was cool that it went from one studio to another one. But I got to see yeah. a lot of the old stuff, and I thought it was pretty neat. But um, it's weird that this one was Universal, and uh, it wasn't Paramount because Paramount did Iron Man, 
but a whole other studio made this one. Yeah, from yeah. so what I under oh sorry. Uh from what I understand, Universal has the rights to the Hulk, if I'm not mistaken. Is that where you were gonna I say? Think it, I, I think it's the solo rights. It's the solo so okay, solo rights. If, yeah. If they want to do a if they want to do a solo incredible Hulk or a Hulk film, it's it's gotta be distributed gotta go to Universal. Universal. When he's a side character, that's why we've seen you know, like I mean, Thor Ragnar or yeah, Ragnarok, right? He's he's a huge character. It's not mm-hmm. a Hulk movie, though. You know, yeah. right? It's, like, it's a, yeah. He's there. Um, he's he's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah, but it's not a Hulk movie. Yeah, and if you go to a, you know, um, we have Universal Orlando uh, down the street from me. Uh, one of the roller coasters is the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, it's 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 an awesome. It's so cool. It's it's uh, it was in one of those. It was in a horror movie. Was it House on a Haunted Hill or something? If you watch that in the beginning, they they ride the Incredible Hulk and hmm. um yeah, it's really cool and and they have a Marvel themed island, which you know we've heard for years now that Disney's has has purchased it. You know, and Disney and Universal are neighbors in Orlando, and they're always kind of at odds. It's like it's kind of weird, you know. And and I think things are getting dialed back at Universal and 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 Disney will take it take it over eventually. But um yeah, I, you know I think it it's um from what I understand. Uh, again, I didn't. I don't fact check anything. I just say things. But um, you know what? I on IMDb is generally pretty pretty accurate. Um, you know the 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 director of the Incredible Hulk originally wanted Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I think a lot of it was his you know general resemblance to Bill Bixby from the original show. Yeah, um, I can see you know that. he's just he's, he's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, but the studio Universal specifically was adamant about Edward Norton. He was a big name at the time, um, and you know it just. You just kind of look at Edward Norton. You're like, this is not a franchise, dude. You know, I mean, he's he and he'll say it. You know what I mean? He he does things for certain reasons, and and uh, he's kind of a, an eccentric dude. And um, I think he, I thought he did great, but yeah, you know, the, the yeah. recasting stuff doesn't. I just I would just kind of like the Marvel universe, like like you guys were saying, was like it's it's so nice because you keep care you keep actors in the same roles. I mean, things change, and you know, whatever happens, you know, you you know. We didn't mention it, but you know, Terrence Howard was one and done. You know what I mean? And and you know, that's okay. And we'll that's get, a side we'll character. Get there. That's coming up. Yeah. That's a side character too, you know, and, and this is a this is a main character. I think Mark Ruffalo is is definitely my favorite Hulk compared to Edward Norton, but I think he did a great job. Yeah, like I liked Edward Norton. Uh I liked I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh it was it was probably if between the two would be the better one of the two, in my opinion. But Mark Ruffalo is a fantastic Hulk. Uh, I think he's he's done a very good job with it. I'd love to see a, a solo movie. And I know there's been thousands of times where they've talked about how they're going to do one, but it's never happened, which maybe it's a good thing, because maybe it will end up like the other two. And, you know, just be one of those yeah. movies where you look at it like, we should have not done this because right. I th- the second one wasn't bad, but it just just like the first one, it didn't thoroughly grab me and go, right. this is going to be awesome. It was just like, there's the Hulk. He's breaking a tank yeah. and now he's throwing things. Yeah. Well, see ya. Yeah, and, and you know, go, I, I'm assuming when you say the first one, you're talking about the Ang Lee Hulk movie with Eric Bana. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't that's not even I mean that that was like this is kind of a complete redo. Right. From that. Yeah, and I think originally it was, you know, Universal had planned it as a 
as they, a they uh, were supposed a, to a, do a sequel. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a sequel and and to that and and then you know Marvel got involved creatively and said, listen, we got a bigger picture here. You know, let's let's work together and and you know we can make this mutually beneficial and um you know and, and again a lot of the stuff is still canon and. Um, you know, they didn't really, you know, they didn't even touch on different actors. Sometimes, you know, they, they throw a little nod in there saying you look different or something, you know, something right. like that, but yeah. they just kind of rolled, rolled with it. And I think Mark Ruffalo showed up for the first time in, um, in the Avengers, right. I think, I think was his first go, go ahead. But, um, yeah. And like I said, you know, Edward Norton is just, he's just a weird dude and, and he's a great actor. I mean, some of my favorite movies, you know, he's done, you know, Red Dragon and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but you know, it's just you can't imagine him sticking around and 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 doing things. It'd be cool though, like hey, he shows up in one of these multiverse movies, you know? Right? It's like, yeah, hey, yeah, that would be awesome. But I just I don't see it happening. Maybe he could play Red Hulk, or uh, a planet. Uh, what is the the planet Planet Hulk? Hulk. I'd take that. Red Hulk was generally um, General Ross, right? Yeah. Let's see. If I'm not mistaken. Historically. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, or, you know, you do a Gray Hulk, and they got the She Hulk series coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, I, I almost forgot I all about that. Yeah, they yeah. haven't done much for it. Yeah, there know? was they, a tra- there was really... a trailer for it, and then yeah. damn, yeah, that's kind of got they got they got silenced out. I yeah. forgot all about that. It looks good, you know, from what I see. That's that... what they want you to do: forget about it, and then you're like, oh shit, I forgot all about this. Hell yeah, and you get all excited yeah. again. That way you're not yeah. going, I'm I'm waiting a, a year, I'm waiting a year, and you know, that year finally rolls right. around and that excitement's dumbed down and you're just like, there it is, I guess, right. I guess I'll watch it. But now, you know, you forget about it, they got you. <laughs> Mark, marketing yeah. thing, damn it. Well, and I, and I think, you know, they're going to, um, they're going to wait until the Moon Knight, you know, finale yeah. and they'll probably tease us a little more in between Obi-Wan, you know, giving us something there and, um. Um, you know, but Disney Plus has just done a phenomenal job keeping us hooked into that app for, um, yep. you know, just week after week after week. You know, they always have something cool going on. And um, but yeah, I mean, so I was reading a little bit on, you know, potential um, castings for Bruce Banner. Um, like I mentioned before, you know, the director originally wanted um, Mark Ruffalo, which, you know, comes comes later. Um, David Duchovny was in talks. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Hold on, hold Matthew on. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, man. That's yeah. weird. All right. The next I one's mean, even more you, weird. What, what was that next name? You definitely don't want to see um, Mulder. Is he Mulder? Right. Or Mul- you, don't want see, Mulder. You, don't, you don't want to see him angry for sure. Um, Matthew McConaughey auditioned for the role but was turned down. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yep. And, I'm Bruce and then, Banner. Uh, and, yeah. All right. All right. All right. right. <laughs> That's good. <Yeah. laughs> and then uh, Lee. Le- It'd be Schreiber, if you had gamma radiation. Um, Lee F. Schreiber uh, was uh, considered as well. So you yeah, a lot of big you, names. You started saying his name. Yes, Sabretooth. So Sabretooth yeah. was Hulk. So when you started saying that instantly in my head, when you started saying his first name, I said, Liam Neeson? Nuh-uh. Liam Neeson's going to be the Hulk? He was filming Tooken 2. Ah, Tooken. Shit. Or Tooken or took 3. I'm not, I'm not sure which Tooken he was on. Um, Tooken Tooken? Yeah. Tooken Tooken. Yeah. Sweet. All right. 
Let's move it to the next one. So we've got Iron Man 2, which came out in 2010. And uh, just from personal experiences, I mean, we'll, we'll talk. I'll talk more about it. But this was the first movie I got to experience while working in a movie theater. And I'll, I'll talk about that because I, I worked in a movie theater for the next uh, four movies we're going to be talking about. And I can try, I can chat about that and how that was. But nice. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, 2010. And this one's about or the movie info on this one is. With the world now aware that he is Iron Man, billionaire inventor Tony Stark faces pressure from all sides to share his technology with the military. He's reluctant to divulge the secrets of his armored suit, fearing the information will fall into the wrong hands. With Pepper Potts and Rhodey Rhodes hit by his side, Tony must forge new alliances and confront a powerful new enemy. Oh, yeah. So this one came out May 7th, 2010. And yeah. grossed three hundred and twelve point one million in just this is just USA numbers by the way when I'm given the gross amount yeah um, sure. three hundred twelve million runtime was two hours and four minutes and again Paramount yep. starring Robert Downey Gwyneth Don Cheadle Scarlett Johansson Sam Rockwell and Mickey Rourke with again some uh, Samuel L Jackson joining and, on this one and John Favreau and Agent There's Coulson. one more. There's Clark one. Bill Gibson. Nope. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I didn't want to bring Iron him Man into this. No, he is I'm, doing it. I'm doing Twitter it. I'm doing it. He's at the race when he's just chit-chatting. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck was he in this? He didn't need to be in this movie. Because he, he sees himself as a Tony Stark-esque. You know, he, he, he probably helped, helped fund he helped fund this movie, I'm sure. You know? Wouldn't probably. It. I'm but, surprised uh, he hasn't just bought a movie studio at this point. He will. He will. Someday but, um, he'll just make his own Iron Man movies, but like he is Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just beep boop beep boop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the sound. It's just him filming in front of a camera. Beep boop beep boop. <laughs> Robots. Um, <laughs> yes. But the score on this one was seventy-two percent tomato meter and seventy-one percent audience score. So hmm. just compared to the first Iron Man movie, which I actually don't think I read the score. The first Iron Man movie was a 94% like certified yeah. fresh yeah. and then 91% favored by the audience versus this one is 72 and 71. So that one's a little bit of a fall off, but I, I just, it's, it's really hard to really match the hype in like the same intensity or the same feelings and nostalgia you get with the first movie of just any series. And that's just almost expected. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. just, that's just how it goes. Yeah. It was as much, advertisement as i saw for this there was a lot of crossover you saw people here there and everywhere uh uh mickey rorick was that that yeah i got the name right i spaced for a second i saw a shiny blue can of bug legate uh bug legate yeah but anyway yeah i saw uh that at one point when they were filming this movie there was a crossover and me with my crazy wrestler brain thought of this because everything comes back to wrestling. Mickey Rorick actually had a thing at WrestleMania with Chris Jericho that was in like a tie in with advertising for this movie. And it wasn't really accepted that well. It was like, Hey, there's Mickey Rorick. All right, next match. But uh, yeah, like this movie to me, I, I enjoyed it because I thought something cool was going to happen with whiplash like I, I really thought that something cool was gonna, you know, come from that character, and it was just kind of like, here we go. Give me my bird. Yeah. Give me my. Give, give me, me my, my bird. bird. That's not my bird. 
<laughs> you know, I, I think the the Rotten Tomatoes scores got it right. Um, yeah. This is definitely not not nearly as good as the first one. Um, totally, still a great movie. Um, right. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, kind of looking at the parts. Um, you know, this is the introduction of Black Widow. She's fantastic. She had a huge part in what you know what what was to come. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was great. This is pre Avengers, so he he has he doesn't have the uh, the PTSD you know um, thing going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just definitely felt like it was rushed and and just the story wasn't great. The acting was fine. The, the casting was great. I think the the change was Don Cheadle. Um, I think he's great. You know, I, I like them. I like them both. I don't have a preference necessarily, but I'm seeing two reasons as to why he was swapped and why they were swapped yeah. roles. Yeah, the I've first reason things, yeah. being, uh, but this, so I don't know which one's the right story because these are two, these are two different stories I'm seeing right now. The first sure. story I'm seeing is Robert Downey's salary was increased to a yep. rumored ten million dollars, and then Terrence Howard would have done the next one for forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I had, I've then, heard that it was it was ten thousand percent boost for, for Robert Downey Jr. and they basically cut Terrence Howard's in half, saying, "Here you go, buddy." What Jesus. Terrence Howard is saying is that it allowed him the opportunity. I don't know if this is what he was actually doing, but he said losing the role of Rhodes uh, just allowed him to go back to college and get his doctorate in chemical engineering. So I don't I mean, know if that's he was a, going back to school like originally yeah. <laughs> and just to go back to school. Or like he was fired, then went to school. That, right. Yeah. yeah, I could see that being like a, a good way of covering a PR, you know, spin of going, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, it was a good thing because I got to go back to school, bro. You got fired. You were like, I mean, go. he was. There was there's a few interviews where he's pretty darn salty about. Oh it. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, he he blames Robert Downey Jr. I think directly in some of these. Um, but you know, the, like I said, like you said, Ortiz, I, I've heard things. It's like, I've heard the whole, you know, Robert Downey Jr. wanted more money. This, so they had to, you know, change it. But Don Cheadle can't be cheap either. It's not right. like, you know, he's, he's still an amazing actor. It's not like they went out and found some, some dude on the street and said, here, you want 20 bucks and just stand here in a blue suit, you know, but, um, you know, the other thing I heard, you know, he had issues with the studio as far as negotiations. And then, you know, maybe he just blamed Robert Downey. Who knows? You know, who knows? But um, I think Don Cheadle is, is um, I like him better personally. You know, I said they're both great, but, um, but again, we just, maybe we just got used to him because he, he was in the subsequent films and um, yeah, but you know, this movie was fine. It's, you know, I, I don't really go back to it too often. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have a lot for the canon. You know, it didn't, it doesn't move the, the doesn't move the needle too much. Um I thought Sam Rockwell was amazing. Yes. You know, uh, Justin Hammer, he was awesome. Sam Rockwell's um, pretty solid in like most stuff yeah, he does. Yeah, he doesn't do too much wrong. Yeah, I mean he's big fan. Uh, I wish we, I wish we'd see him more for sure. You know, yep. but um, he was great. You know, he's kind of a great little uh, pain in the ass. You know, that would show up and um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. And you know, was it, it, it was this it was, was it this Iron Man that we got to see the very end with the Thor hammer? Yes, it was. I think it was yep. this one, right? Yeah. This so, was the lead into Thor, yeah. Yeah, so we got to see. So that the was bit. that was one thing. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed about the um, the post credit scenes, especially early on in Phase One, was they were the post credit scenes were direct lead ins to what was next. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not so much like that. It's 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 throwing shit. That, you know, they're getting ten steps ahead of us. You know, they what was it in Guardians Two? They threw out the Adam Warlock thing. That still hasn't come to fruition yeah. yet. You know what I mean? Like 
the rumor is in Guardians 3 it's going to come to fruition. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was cool, you know, because I think what was the post credit scene? They um, It was like the desert and, and, and Coulson shows up and, you know, they got a lot of town, the, town, townspeople. The overhead yeah. shot. Yeah, it's a crater, and they're and you know they're um, like the hammer, just yeah, the hammer sitting the there, and you, you got some hillbilly trying to move it or something like that, and uh, that led right into to, to I think what what was next, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean Iron Man two was was definitely a solid entry, not definitely not the worst MCU movie, uh, not my favorite, but um, still still solid for sure. And that leads us into our next one, which is just Thor, just Thor, two thousand eleven, one hour. 53 minute runtime tomato meter with 77% and audience score 76%, which to be honest, that's kind of low. In my opinion, I, low, I really yeah. liked Thor. I liked this one a lot. I thought it was yep, cool. I did too. I did too. Uh, so the movie is as the son of Odin, King of the Norse gods, Thor will soon inherit the throne of Asgard from his aging father. However, on the day that he's to be crowned, Thor reacts with brutality when the gods' enemies, the Frost Giants, enter the palace in violation of their treaty. As punishment, Odin banishes Thor to Earth, while Loki, Thor's brother, plots mischief in Asgard. Thor, now stripped of his powers, faces his greatest threat. Vagina. Wait. (laughs) Vagine. The vagine. Bleached eyebrows. Bleach. This dude was bleached (laughs) out of his mind. If he you go looked, back and just, dude, he, so he looked like a maniac. He looked like a maniac. He looked yeah. like Justin Timberlake's bleached hair, but the, his whole terrible. body. <laughs> his beard was bleached. His eyebrows yeah. were bleached. He was bleached yep. out of his skull. He was yeah. so yeah. bad. Jesus. Like I'm sure if you if you rank the attractiveness of Thor, he's this is the lowest Thor, and then yeah. Fat Thor is a little bit above him. You know, what I mean? Thor, like Fat Thor is top tier. He's S tier, dude. Fat Thor know, is so good. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like yeah. Love and Thunder Thor. Oh my hottest, god, that's so crazy. I'm in. Hottest I'm Thor. in. Absolutely, dude. Dude, when he's staring into Chris Pratt's eyes, I, <laughs> I, I was dying, dude. I was like dying. <laughs> he's like, not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, <laughs> So He's this like, one, me, man. This so one grows good. 200 268 million. So not bad for its like first runoff. This one was also Paramount. And that's pretty interesting. And this one starred Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, Stellan Skarsgård, uh Confior, Ray Stevenson, Idris Elba, Kat Dennings, uh Clark Gregg. And who else? Other honorable mentions that are big roles that we still see? Not really. They're all side guys, but still, solid cast, solid crew, and Natalie Portman coming in as the love interest. And we all now know that she's coming back, coming back swinging yeah. pretty soon here. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Mm. And I, I liked it. Kat, if Kat Dennings. Did you say Kat Dennings? Mm, yes. She was in it too. Hmm. Cat Dennings. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I liked it. It, it was kind of to me what Iron Man two was when it comes to the movies. Like I liked it for what it was. I'm not going to go back and watch it again. I've maybe seen it twice since it's been out. Like I'll see it on TV and go, what else is on? But, uh, the, 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 when he's fighting the, the giant metal thing, in the town, that might be my favorite part of the whole movie. Because the whole fact that, like, this thing's twisting around. I don't know the name of this thing, and it's driving me absolutely insane. 
because off the top of my head, I can't remember it. But like that little battle scene was actually pretty cool. You got introduced to Loki. Uh, Basically, I mean, it was an introduction to everybody. But what we know now with Loki and how big that character's become, it's fun to actually go back to these movies and be like, if I only knew then what I know now. So this is... it, it it's it's a fun nostalgic watchback, but watching that now it's it's just like this is not visually pleasing, like the whole hair thing, the hair thing especially. Yeah, like he's ripped I, I and think, everything, but it yeah. just throws me off. And just yeah. to clarify, because of any nerds listening, don't get all upset at Steve. I just googled it. Uh, the 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 villain was uh, the Destroyer. Ah, that's right. It is just it's just uh magically induced as guardian armor that's like alive. i don't think that's it i think i don't think that's it i think it's a t800 that's what i've been calling it mm. i'm gonna go Same i'm gonna thing. go t800. It was the, the terminator <laughs> crossover that's what yeah, they were trying yeah, to yeah. do here yeah suck it you nerds. Know, <laughs> i agree with you you know this isn't my favorite mcu entry uh i think it's important for, for right. lore and things like that but um i prefer the in this movie the asgard stuff you yeah, know, when they're on Asgore, that stuff's fun. Asgore. The other stuff's kind of Asgore. Yeah, you know, the Asgore. <laughs> We're going to yeah, that so, Asgore. So We're once they get mail. once I once they get to Earth, they Asgore. Can... <laughs> Bend over and show me that Asgore. <laughs> What's that Asgore um, do? What that Asgore do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this is you know this this is pretty straightforward movie. You know, there's not a whole lot. I mean, it kind of sets Loki up for uh, what's next and. Um, you know, it's it's Thor's somewhat redemption, but I don't I don't really take Thor seriously until Ragnarok. You know, I mean that's when I really started like, dude, this dude's the best. You know, um, he's great in, in the Avengers and everything like that. But um, once we get into the the Thor three and and Taika Waititi's taking over, that's when I'm Thor's Thor's like Thor. top notch. You know, that's Thor. actually the right that's actually the right oh, way Thor. to say Thor though, isn't it? Like Thor, uh, it's isn't it Thor? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Uh, but this is the first movie I can recall seeing in IMAX, like just in my life. Okay. Oh, this wow, was okay. when I was working at a movie theater and I had gotten, I was able to get free passes to movies that were within the same chain. So I would actually just go to the next town of the movie theater I was working at. Um, it's like sister theater in town and they had an IMAX at mm-hmm. their theater. So I would go there all the time. And Thor was the first one I remember seeing in that IMAX and then I, I think what really settled that movie in as far as like cementing it in stone in my head was just the Foo Fighters. Wasn't it the Foo Fighters at the end of this movie? The oh, song really? Walk? No. Yes. Maybe. I have no yes, idea. Yes, yes, it was. Awesome. I if I'm n I'm about eighty percent sure on that. So it's like that song learning like learning to walk again. So you drove a town over and you're like, give me one ticket to tour. I wanna hear tour. the food I wanna hear the Foo Fighters. And then I just remember at the end of the movie just the Foo Fighters kicking in and thinking like this is not that bad of a movie. I, I think I kind of nice. like this movie, but yeah. it was Foo Fighters that cemented it in for me. Yeah, it was played. Yeah, that was it. Was it was tour? It was at it the was end tour, of tour. Yeah. Hell yeah! And this is definitely where things started to lock in as far as you know everything's connected. Oh, you know with. with I just oh. sorry. It just it just tickled me Did in the back a of the brain. But we also saw a character that's not credited in this movie, Hawkeye. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Jeremy about Renner that. is definitely yeah. in this movie. He's like sitting he's, in like the top cage hi- area trying to snipe yeah, Thor. He's, yeah, he's hiding in the uh, the rafters of of wherever the hell they're doing. The, that, the, uh, it was that above the hammer. Thing, the, te- 
the tent they built over the hammer. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know who that. Did you guys know right then and there who that was? No, because there was like no indication of like right. a suit or like purple or like anything. Like, I I just saw a dude with like I just thought it was like an archer, you know? Right. Yeah. And that that was way before. I mean, it wasn't way before, but I mean, it was before like multiple. You know, every five seconds, there's something coming out about a brand new movie. You know, set pictures or or leaks from Cinecon or Comic Con or anything like that. Like within five seconds of it being shown, there's spo- you you can read about it. You know, this right. I, I mean, this was pretty much in that same era, but there was really no talk of Jeremy Renner being Hawkeye. Yeah, and and again, you know, that's one of those characters. I love like the the uh, Saturday Night Live spoofs on him. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys have seen those where. You know, he runs he runs out of arrows in like five minutes and he's like I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go get something to eat or something like that and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but um yeah I mean that it he, again he he's one of those characters that you know he's he's great and I think Endgame really kind of gets him going and um his 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 show on Disney plus was was really good I, I enjoyed the hell out of it you know it was kind of a passing of the torch kind of thing but um he was always kind of a consistent character you know he's comic relief sometimes uh but then they kind of gave him more of a serious role as as time went by, you know, which is good. Yeah, to yeah, jump a little I, forward, like he had his humorous moments in Ultron. Yeah, I'm gonna, I could do it. I could do it. That's getting a little <laughs> ahead of ourselves, but yeah, that yeah. he he was a really good part in these movies. Yeah, he was good. And just looking it up online, just because I just can't remember, but the end credit scene for Thor is them looking at the Tesseract. Ah. So that that was like the end credit scene for this one. Leading into the next movie, which we have on hand, is Captain America. The first, oh, yeah. The first Avengers. I, I love this movie. I love this movie. I have a couple movie posters from this film. Uh, Disney, don't come after me. Because at the time, I didn't know. But Disney is super notorious with actually coming back to like movie theaters where they give their promo stuff to and taking it back. I've heard that. So a lot of movie theaters. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of other studios. Like I was able to give posters out as a manager just or as like a regular employee. Just get them. Like pick them up when we're done using them. Like all the, pro- all the promo stuff. So like the standees, right. the cardboard things you see in the hallways, the mylars, the things that go above the theaters on entrance. Like that mm-hmm. thing that lights up mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Disney normally would take all that stuff back. But at the time, this was Paramount. And uh, so we were able to get a bunch of this. I have these posters for Captain America, but um, when it became so, real, real quick, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Why do they, why do they do that? Like, what Dude, are they going to do with it? I don't know what Disney does with it. They just come back and they actually collect everything. So they'll, they'll come back to okay. a theater and they'll they'll grab the, the posters. They'll grab they have someone like a physical person come back and like build the standee when it's time to build them, and then actually break okay. them down. Okay. And take them. I don't know if that's wow. still the case. But yeah. that's what that's how it was when I was at the movie theater. Because I mean, they they charge like seventy seven dollars to park at their theme park. It's like you think they would just you know <laughs> they don't need to really you know they, they're okay if they if somebody like resells this shit. Who cares, man? <laughs> but uh, I have a couple Captain yeah. America posters, and I think this is my favorite Captain America suit, which is like the World War Two okay. look. Yep, that bomber yep. suit is so sick, and yep. I have the poster with it. But uh, just just dive into movie details here. We've got Captain America, the first Avenger, tomato meter, 79%, audience score, wow. 75%. Those are both wrong. 
Wow. Uh, but to talk about the movie, it is 1941, and the world is in the throes of war. The troes of war. The tours of war. The tours Steve of war. Rogers, Steve, <laughs> Steve Rogers wants to do his part and join America's armed forces, but the military rejects him because of his small stature and small wiener. Finally, Steve Famous. gets his chance when he is accepted into an experimental program that turns him into a super soldier called Captain America. Jordan forces with Bucky Barnes and Peggy Carter. Captain America leads the fight against the Nazis-backed Hydra organization. The movie's runtime was two hours, four minutes. It grossed in the Americas $176.6 million and again released by Paramount. Yeah, I love this movie. I, I, I always love period pieces for sure, and this is... Um, I thought it was really well done. I remember seeing like the original behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, oh, it looks kind of cheesy with his motorcycle and all that shit. But I mean, they just did a great job. And you got the. Uh, I was gonna say we've got we've got the Chris Evanses, we've got the yeah. Haley Atwells, who's Peggy Carter. We got the Sebastian Stans, yeah. who's Becky Barnes, yeah. Bucky Barnes. Nobody's nobody's difficult. Becky difficult Barnes. To look at, you know, oh, I mean, Becky they're Barnes. All, they're all killing. We got the Tommy yeah. Lee Joneses. We got the Hugo Weavings. Yeah. yeah. Damn, we got a damn, we got a damn elf in this movie. Shit. Yeah, and then Hugo Weaving. This was his only entry, right? Because he was replaced um, for Endgame. Yeah, the dude. Infinity who, War, Endgame. Yeah. The guy who yeah, did he, uh, uh, Red Skull yeah. was the guy from The Walking Dead. He's really yeah. good at impers- uh, impersonations. Yeah. But he did Hugo Weaving. Um, yeah, he wasn't back done, in the movie. He's done the Joker in some of the Arkham games. I think it was Arkham Origin that uh, Mark Hamill was not a part of. I think he did the voice for that, which Ooh. was cool. And he, I mean, you wouldn't know the difference, you know. I mean, he's, he's just—it was great. Um, yeah, I mean, this—this this, I definitely have a lot of fond memories of this movie. It's—it's um, it's a war movie. It's—it's—it's it's, it's super dope. I mean, the, you know, we'll get into the end credits. It's one of the best, in my opinion. Um, it just kind of leads you into things, but um, you know, the 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 boot camp scenes and, and everything like that is just you know. You can see why they picked him and Robert Downey Jr. to, to lead this this franchise or you know this whole this whole universe and um, definitely still one of my favorites. I go back to it a lot and I just you know I really I really dig it for sure. It was yeah. one of the first times where you saw in a movie of a character's body being like digitally yeah. altered yeah. that much right. and and right. it not being like too weird looking. It didn't look yeah. that bad. No, I said, yeah, little scrawny Steve looked pretty good. You know, I mean, they, um, they, you know, they definitely superimposed him. And I remember seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff. And, um, you know, when he does that transition, um, you know, I guess a little about halfway through the movie where he gets into to, to bulky Steve. And, um, yeah, it was it was, it was really good. Really, bulky really Steve. Cool. Look at bulky me. Steve. Look at me. So from one Steve to another, you did OK. No, it was like I dug it. Uh, full disclosure, I am not a Captain America fan. Uh, not even a little bit. But this movie, I I really enjoyed. Uh, I liked the corny little stuff with the uh, boot camps, like when the, the yep. when everybody's got to climb the pole and all this stuff, and like everyone, all right, load up, let's go. And he just walks up, pulls the pin, grabs it, walks off. I was like. <laughs> Perfect. I was like, this is uh, okay. All right. I like this. Sorry. Sorry. I was completely thrown off with the picture just posted in Discord. I should not oh, have that open right now. Oh, I should not have that open. But it's Cronin um, looking like he got fucking morphed. 
<laughs> morphed by Photoshop. I'm gonna save. Oh this. my god! I'm gonna save this. And we're gonna post this on Instagram. No, I sent that. I sent that. I was like, "Why does it look like that? That's your face. You don't look like that right now." I'm like in. I'm like in the dark. Like I'm in the dark, and I'm making a dumb. Yeah, but face. you don't look like that. Like how did how did <laughs> that happen? How did that happen? I don't know. Christ. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Steve. Go ahead. God damn it. You look like a morphed Play-Doh person. Man. What happened? You're Clayface. So we're going from Marvel to DC. We're going to talk about Batman villains. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Solid yeah, like, Grundy looking dude. So- Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, as I was saying. <laughs> no, it was. I'm not a big Captain America guy, but uh, this movie was really good. Um, it's the sequel that I enjoy the most. Well, once we get to that movie, I'll talk more about that. But no, the it, it wasn't a bad movie. Like 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 the cheesy the the cheesy little things that they do with him when he when he's the scrawny version. I really liked. I thought it was funny. Uh, but yeah, not a big Captain America fan. But it was a good movie. It was a good war movie, as you said. Hi, nerds. No, but um. To say the least, it, 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 like Thor was, like like any of these movies in the phase one, this was a good introduction to what's coming. And boy, what's coming for all these characters is, like, like I said, it, I've said it three or four times now. Had I known then what I know now, it's just like mind-blowing. I would say this was when I felt like the movie theater was starting to get like really, really busy. Yeah. And for this next film, we're going to talk about, uh, it's the last here in phase one. And this one is Marvel's The Avengers. Dun, 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 dun. And, and just, I know we're supposed to be talking about the stuff about it, but just, I remember working at the movie theater and it being so busy, we had to like pre, we had to like take other movies that were supposed to show and like cancel them. them. Yep. And then fill all 16 theaters of the theater I was working at. We had 16 screens of just this movie from the midnight show. And then the next day, just all day on like that Saturday and that Sunday. Cause they just, each one was just selling out. And that's, that's something what you just said that we don't really get anymore. And that's midnight showings. Mm. Those were when, like, that, that was the diehards. That was the people that would show up in costumes. Yes. And, like, you'd get the cool giveaways sometimes. Like, they, I, the, we had one in Carbondale, which is, like, 45 minutes from my house. Shout out Carbondale, Illinois, where you get shot and they blame it on hypothermia. But you <laughs> what shouts out we're gonna talk about that a little bit just it's it, it, it's up there with st louis shout out st louis um but yeah <laughs> the it, like they would they would send people like like kind of like a street team if you will and have people giving away stuff doing trivia in the theaters and all this stuff midnight showings with these movies were some of the coolest experiences uh, besides seeing the jackass movies in theaters some of the best experiences in theaters for me personally, I don't know about you two, but some of the best experiences ever. This one, uh, I'll talk about an experience I had with it. That was pretty, pretty awesome. But before we dive into all that, just want to touch in really quick on 
The rating of this movie was 91% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so certified fresh. Audience score, 91% as well. So they're both exactly the same. And for the movie, it's uh, the movie info is when Thor's evil brother Loki gains access to the unlimited power of the energy cube called the Tesseract, Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., initiates a superhero recruitment effort to defeat the unprecedented Earth uh, threat to Earth. Joining Fury's dream team are Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, which is Mark Ruffalo this time, Thor, the Black Widow, and Hawkeye, officially named Hawkeye and featured here. Uh, the movie's runtime is two hours, 23 minutes. And I had to look up the gross amount for this one because it wasn't on the other site I'm looking at all this stuff with. And this one grossed USA only, $623 million. Wow. So we look at the past yeah. few. The last one was 176, the one previous, 268, 312, 134, 318. This one was 623. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. it was it was one of those things where everybody knew what was coming. Uh right. it, there was there was no denying what was about to happen. And I think that's it was one of those accumulative ground swells where people are like, This is it, it's finally happening. Oh my god. And yeah, that's it's that's people exactly. who are Fans of each of these superheroes individually just I coming mean, into theaters and seeing right each here. one. I mean, right. Yeah. So, for I, I have a really cool experience with this one just because I got to see it. And this was the last one of the last movies I saw when I was working at a movie theater. Um, and I saw this one days before the general public was supposed to see it. And I know it was a big no no. And I feel like the statute of limitations is gone. So, whatever, I can talk about <laughs> it's, it. It's fine. But I. We got this movie. So at the time, our projectors were like digital hard drive projectors. So you get this a little package and inside was a hard drive. And that shit was like on lock from Disney. And they were like, y'all can't show this to nobody. If this, if this leaks or anything, like we're going to sue you. And of course, that night when the hard drive showed up and we closed the whole theater down, like five of the managers stood by. And like even two of them came back to work and we all watched it. In a theater, oh, just nice. ourselves. It was just us, and we watched it on the biggest That's screen we awesome. had. And that shit hit me like in the heart. That movie yep. was fucking crazy. It was such a good time, uh, and it, it didn't feel like it was like a two hour plus movie. Yeah, it was right. just so fast. I just remember it. Just it was it was so cool. It was so great. Like we've we've kind of become accustomed to, especially with the Marvel movies in general, the two hour plus run times, but it. That one especially, it just did not. It it went by so fast because you were just so enthralled with what was happening, and it was that one scene when everything's about to go down and they're all back to back, and it pans around them. And I remember seeing that, and I'm like, "Holy shit, they're doing this! Like this, this is a this is big. They're holy shit! Like I just remember." freaking out like a like a little kid and just being super mm-hmm. excited yeah and this movie kind of changed everything i mean yeah. this is i think where like you, i mean the box office kind of speaks for itself this is the beginning of a phenomenon you know like it tied everything together it, it just set that marvel mcu you know i don't know when they coined that phrase mcu but had to be around this time where it was like all right everything's connected get ready to fucking go crazy and um yeah, I, I I absolutely love this movie. It was it was really really awesome, and and I don't really remember any specifics about it. I just remember loving the hell out of it, um, really loving all the tie-ins. You know, everything we've seen. It's like all right, here's 
um, here's why. Because you know we talked a little bit about the Captain America uh, post credit scene. Um, that I that's one of my favorites is when he wakes up and they're trying to Shield's trying to pretend that it's still the um, whatever he's in forties or whatever, and he 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 just sees right through it, blows yeah. through the door, you know, blows through the window, and he's in the middle of Times Square, and uh, and obviously New York has a big part in the avengers and yeah i was like all right it's kind of just kind of makes sense now you know and i see what they're doing and um it was awesome man i mean it only got be- to me it only got better i mean they they um you know the joss whedon era of things i mean we can, we can have an all whole episode on that crap but um you know uh he definitely laid the groundwork for for what the russo brothers did and everybody else did after this but um definitely super awesome um probably the third best avengers movie in my opinion um but uh, definitely top tier for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's still something I can go back and watch. It just yeah. like, just like the first Iron Man movie. I, I I catch it on every once in a while. I'm just like, oh, where are they at? Oh, they're at the, right. the battle downtown. Cool. Or the the whole dark dark moment of you know when Natasha goes to get uh, Hulk, and yeah. like you find out. You know, he's tried to kill himself to yeah. to get rid of the Hulk. And you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I right. think that's something that's very glossed over. It's just like, yeah. no one realizes that that he kind of says yeah. that he's tried to off himself. Did he well, say and, like the big guy wouldn't let him? Yeah. Something so, like that, yeah. If you, um, so there's a deleted scene from The Incredible Hulk. Where he he's in the snow and he he's kind of holding up a gun like he's gonna kill himself and yeah. the eyes turn green you know that was a deleted scene so that's kind of like a callback to that when he mentions that that he he tried to end everything and and you know Hulk wasn't having it so um, that was you know definitely a, a callback to that um, that I, I don't know if that was on the Blu-ray or if that was just something that surfaced years later but yeah that was definitely a cool callback and yeah I mean it was just an emotional movie and you know they the, these guys. Um, Again, they dealt with much bigger things. Um, to, you know, to, this was kind of the worst thing they've ever dealt with, and it, it paves the way for a lot of, the, of Tony Stark's arc and the way they they why they do certain things in the next movie. You know, they 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 start making decisions and mistakes, and you know, and and uh, because of what happens here, and and we come to find out that you know the the Chitari uh, warriors that have Loki has brought into. The takeover Earth, you know, is 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 part of a much bigger plan, and um, you know, jumping into Endgame, um, you know, when they kind of go back to this, it was so cool to see how they tried to recreate it and they reuse some of the footage, and yeah. it was just like, damn, it was just like a nostalgia trip. And it wasn't that long ago, you know, it was like, right. oh man, this is so cool, you know. Yeah, yeah there's well, there... at this point, it's uh almost ten years in just a few days. Yeah. This will have been yeah. Avengers will have been ten years ago. So on yeah. May fourth, that's crazy. Wow. May fourth was when it was released in 2012. So yeah, just almost a ten year anniversary already. Wow! Take that, wow. Star Wars. May fourth. It's not your day. <laughs> Wrong. It is. Avengers, Suck Avengers, a butt. Avengers. Suck day. a butt. Suck a butt. But yeah, like it was, it was, it, it it had some memorable moments. Definitely, the we have a Hulk, uh, Hulk slamming Loki all around the place. The punch, the punch to to Thor that was fantastic. Yeah, I did see it a second and third time in theaters. Uh, this this one for sure. 
Yeah. Because I had saw it with the crew, my 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 crew, and then I saw it at the IMAX because of course I want to go see that movie oh, again, yeah. IMAX. And I remember the theater just losing it when he was being slammed around. But I also remember feeling like that sucked deep in your gut feeling of like when Tony Stark threw that rocket into space and then the yeah. portal was closing in on him. That was sort of yeah. the first time you saw like a real act of like selflessness from this guy. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was really, really incredible. Yeah. And, and I think it, it takes a long time for Marvel. Um, I'm not sure what phase three or four, but you know, you start, it started to get that trope of like not a lot of consequences, you know, like everybody's going to, is going to, all your favorites are going to make it out. Um, yeah. You know, they don't, they don't really kill anybody until they don't game of thrones think, it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They don't like age of Ultron. They kill somebody that you don't really care about. Um, you know, we'll get into that, but uh, I think it's and once they get into phase three and phase four, it's like, all right, there's actually big consequences and nobody, you know, not everybody's safe. And, and, you know, so, you know, I think that kind of, you always kind of like, all right, well, I know Tony's going to make it. I know, you know, Thor's somewhat unbeatable and, and, uh, uh, but yeah, I said it was just, this was a game changer for, for movies in general, but also for, for the Marvel franchise. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I said it was, it was great. Yeah, and this the I don't Ortiz. Do we ha- are you going anywhere else with it, or can we get to the uh, end credits? We can talk to the end credits because, uh, as I've alluded to a couple times, this guy, as I point to my shirt, that's his first appearance. We're on video, and for those listening, he is pointing to a shirt with Thanos sitting on his throne. One of my, I it's still to this day one of my favorite characters. Uh, in comic books, besides Doctor Doom, I'm a bad guy. I I love the bad guys. So what what was the end credit scene? I know they had the they they ate at the shawarma place, and then what was the uh what was the Thanos related one? What they do? Was it the I, same it, actor? No, no, that was uh the guy that it's in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Ron Perlman. Perlman Ron Perlman. Yes. That's right. And it does the it, it, there's some dialogue and it does the slow turn and there he is. Okay. Sitting in the so throne. That's, the, that's kind of the, the the footage of Guardians when he shows up. He's in the space throne and okay. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, 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 cuz I was thinking, you know, cuz he does the Infinity Gauntlet thing, but that's that's later. That's mm-hmm. Ultron or something. Yeah. Yeah, he um, he yeah. he basically says, I guess I'll have to do this myself. Yeah, and that's later that though, right? Kinda, yeah. Pans in and then yeah. fades away. And then, he, then he turns around and on his back gets the the Reaper, the Sons of Anarchy Reaper on his right. back. Yeah, he gets was, on his motorcycle. He gets on his space motorcycle. Placement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. We'll have to talk about yeah. that show sometime. Damn, that's, that's a, a show. show. That's a yeah. show. That's a show. But yeah. that wraps up the, our whole phase one of uh, the Marvel, the Marvelses, the Marvels, the, the Marvels. Yeah, that wraps up phase one of the Marvels for us. And uh, if you guys want to touch in on anything else before we say say goodbye to the folks listening to the Steamy Nook today? Uh, phase one, like going back on it now, looking from what we've seen so far of everything, like going back on it, you're just like, back then, this is it's kind of like with video games. I don't know if anybody goes back and visits old video games and when you were like, holy cow, look at these graphics. These are the, this is the future. You go back and watch these old, like the Avengers and you watch Iron Man, especially Thor. And you're just like, 
this is like these are movies that our kids are going to look at our kids kids are going to look at because I'm sure these movies are going to continue going as long as they possibly humanly can. And like our kids are going to look back like, how could you watch that? It was so just terrible. But like you're still able to look at them and go, yeah, you should have been in the theater when that shit came out. Yeah, I mean, I think they they do hold up as well as you can. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they've they've come so far with with all this stuff, and um, uh, my kids have no interest in it. You know, they, I've they most of the both of my kids have seen Star Wars. They 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 like the prequels. They like the new stuff. The original trilogy. They have a tough time with. I mean, it's just you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I, dude, I I loved it so much. Um, one thing I forgot to touch on was you know. Paul Bettany's role, um, you know, for some reason I thought about him today because of the Johnny Depp trial because he's for some reason involved in that. Um, but um, oh, no. so, so <laughs> yeah, he, he he I think he shit on somebody's bed or something. I don't know. Um, Amber. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, like he um, he was the role of he took the role of Jarvis uh, in the Iron Man uh, trilogy. And then obviously that bled into um vision and and all sorts of things but um you know i think his general consensus about it was he took it as a favor he felt you know he kind of seemed like it was beneath him a little bit like he you know he didn't want to be involved in these these blockbuster you know comic book movies um you know and and i read that he 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 recorded all of his jarvis lines uh, in about two hours you know so it was kind of like you know and um but then, you know, you kind of come back to it and, um, you know, when he becomes the vision that he tells a good story about how, you know, he was kind of having a tough time with finding work and, and things like that. And this this vision thing kind of saved his his career and uh, revitalized things. And he's he, so he, I think he's kind of more all in it. And that's why we're seeing him more in the flesh and, you know, WandaVision, which we'll get into. And, and uh, you know, he's he's fantastic, you know. so Yeah, I really only recall him. From the Knight's Tale or a Knight's yeah. Tale. Yeah. No. Yeah. Other than that, man, I said, uh, you know, uh, I'm seeing Doctor Strange Thursday night. Uh, I don't know what time, seven o'clock, something like that. Um, I know uh, Cunty Steve's going to see it, I think, Wednesday. I, I don't know what day that is in Australia. That could be. It could be next month. I have no fucking clue. It probably clue. is. But, I don't know how Australia but, works. That could, it could have been two years ago. I don't know right. how it works. Um, but, Damn you know, so future. we definitely want to have. We want to have some sort of reaction video um, on the Steamy Nook and just go through, you know, the uh, synopsis and and we'll do a little bit of spoilers and and just kind of our thoughts on it. And, uh, you know, I I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a game changer. It's going to tie WandaVision. It's going to tie Loki. It's going to tie Spider-Man. It's going to tie everything together. And I think it's going to blow things apart. And, um, you know, um, I think we're going to see some of the Fox franchises. I think we're going to see some of the you know, it's just going to be nuts, man. I think we're going to see some Sony stuff. It's just, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It, I'm thoroughly like, like we said earlier, Spider-Man was yeah. like, like, holy shit. I cannot wait for this. But like Dr. Strange, yeah. is, that, that movie is right underneath it because when the first one came out, I had zero interest in it whatsoever. Right. And then after seeing it, I'm like, holy shit. It was this good. Is, it was really good. Great. Yeah. Kind of like with Shang-Chi. But right. uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this uh, the, sure. the, this movie. Yeah, cool. that's all I got, dudes. All right, guys. Well, audience, thanks for listening on into us today. If you appreciate what we have to offer as far as Marvel stuff, please let us know. 
And if you disliked everything, then I guess listen to us in a month. But until then, go ahead and rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you can give us that rating. Let us know how we're doing. You can also follow us on Instagram at the steamy nuts. These nuts. I just just had to play it. That'll that'll never get old. I just saw it and I was like, I have to hit that button. Just like this one right here. It's called the Steamy Nook. So go listen to that shit. And just shout out to shout out to Forehead. (laughs) (laughs) I would I would have Dan on, you know, I would try to try to book Dan for one of these episodes, but you know he doesn't give a flying fuck about T- tell Fohead to shut the fuck up. Fohead! Jesus. Um, but no, like, Dan doesn't give a shit about Marvel comics. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah, he's way too I think cool we have Unless we're talking about booze. That's it. Yeah. Booze and yeah. music. Yeah. When, when Dan's yeah. on, it's going to be all about booze and music, so. Booze and music, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I said I'm, I'm pumped to, you know, um, I guess, you know, story of the year update. There's not a whole lot. I think they're done you know, physically recording. It's, it's all about mixing and mastering and, and, um, marketing at this point. So I have no clue when it's going to come out. I'm hoping summertime at the latest. And, and, uh, yeah, I said, it's the discord's hopping, you know, you guys need to get in there. Um, you know, Bobby J Cox comedy. I, I watched one of his short standups. It was so fucking funny, man. Like he's he good is, stuff. he's, yeah. he is my, he is my comedy for sure. Um, one of my favorite comedians in the world is Nate Bargatze. I don't know if you guys listen to him, but mm. um, he's kind of a clean comic, you know, but um, just 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 dry, like, you know, stupid humor. And it's just so good. You guys got to check him out. But, uh, but yeah, Bobby J. Cox, it was a great episode. Everybody was rolling. Um, they were they were just having a good time. It's just kind of fanboying on on story of the year and, and you know, which which is what we do in the discord. So. All right. We got to get him on. Yeah, we'll get him I, on the I think he will. I think. I think he will. I think he would. He's great. He's great. Right. All right, fuckos. I'll see y'all later. Love you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Mm. Bye, guys. Yeah. Suck a butt. Suck a butt. I'm going to go watch Tor. Tor, I'm gonna go Tor get, 4. I'm going to go drink. Some I'm going to watch the trailer for Tor 4. Tor 4? <laughs> Whore. Tor 4. <laughs> <laughs>